everyone, welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast where we take you behind the mindset of high achievers. I am lifestyle and confidence coach Audrey Diaz Robles. I'm Sabrina Castillo and I'm your life and leadership coach. So Sabrina and I wanted to talk to you today about reasons why you may feel stuck in your life. And actually, you might not even realize that you're stuck. You know, this came to me after our last podcast with uh, leadership coach Mariela de la Mora, in which she went in on the way that we're raised sometimes and why sometimes we feel stuck in our lives when it comes to uh, our, our finances, our careers, our dream jobs, our relationships, because we were following a, mo a mode that doesn't fit us anymore. And you get to a point in which you feel like, okay, I got to wake up. So I think that the first reason you could be feeling stuck in your life is because you're living an inauthentic life. And that's one of the things that we talk a lot about here at the Dream Lab, which is where you grow up checking off all of the boxes you're supposed to check off. And then you see, like, wait a second, this life that I've created, it doesn't feel good to me anymore. Yeah, I think first can sound scary because I think when you feel stuck, you feel alone and you can't really share with people in very concrete examples of what's going on. It's just like this feeling. And I know for me, a lot of what I went through when I was feeling stuck attributed to that inauthentic way of how I wanted to live, but also this guilt that came with, well, if I change things, one, am I gonna lose them? And then two, am I going to, am I ungrateful, right? Like, am I not grateful for what I have? Because in a lot of cases, like you said, we're living the life that we're living because we built it, right? We went for the jobs, we went for the promotion, we bought the house. These were all decisions we made. And so it can be, um, you know, a journey to get to that point where you feel comfortable in questioning that? Well, let's backtrack a little bit because I remember when I first felt this, it was after I had my second son and I was deep in the role of being a wife and being a mother. And I looked around at myself, at my surroundings one day and I thought to myself like, is that it? Is this all that was meant for me? And, you know, it's like you just said, Sabrina, there's a little bit of guilt that you feel because you think to yourself, well, I'm blessed. Like I have, I have my family. I have, I have a paycheck coming in. I have everything I'm supposed to have. So where does this emptiness come from? Because there's this yearning for more and you can't identify if you should pursue that. You can't identify if it's just you're being greedy or selfish like you're just not sure, but if it's within you, you have to pay attention to that because there's something in you that's calling you for another step. Yeah, that calling sometimes isn't very clear in the beginning. And that's why it's really hard to even identify what you talked about, like you said. Mm -hmm. But just know that you're not supposed to feel in angst. You're not supposed to feel um, like there's a pit in your stomach all the time for the things that you have to do, right? And I think that there are two types of comparisons we do. Comparisons to people who are living 
a different life and maybe one that you have some desire for. And then there's also comparison to people who have less than what we have, right? And I think we grow up in Latina households thinking that like, well, we have to be grateful because some people don't have food. We have to be grateful because some people don't have this. And so, like you said, when you get to a place of you have, you know, just learning to get to a mental space where let's not do any comparison, right? Let's just think about what you need and what you want and understand that when you're feeling like, is this it? Um, that's not really a bad question to ask. And for me, what was really interesting is that I am a person who has made decision after decision for every single step that I've taken, especially around career. And so for a long time, what I would do is I would say, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'll pivot. I don't want to be here mm -hmm. and I'll shift. And just know, especially when it comes to career and jobs, if you're unhappy at your job, right, you are looking at all the external factors. You're looking at, I'm not being promoted. This is a toxic place. But there's also something that's happening within you that we don't often ask ourselves. And what happens is when you go to another job, then you get right back into that same cycle. Right. Or you start to pick the same places where you end up in the same type of environments because you never really dealt with what you wanted. So I would just switch and I would attribute it to, oh, I just get bored easily. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, I was just going along with what I thought the next move was because of what mentors told me, because of what the quote unquote trajectory of a particular career is supposed to take, right? Because I started this career never really having asked myself, what if everything just looked completely different? And how do I get there? And then that goes back to why you're living an inauthentic life because it's sometimes you get started on a path and you just continue along the path because you're so many miles in and you've accomplished this and you've accomplished that. So then you keep going because you think like, well, it's too late to turn around now. This is all I know. What am I supposed to do next? And it's always okay to ask yourself, is this really what I want? And not be scared to take the next step. So that leads us to the second reason you might be feeling stuck in your life is that you're letting fear get in the way of your dreams. Yes. And fear is such a big one because oh we literally allow ourselves to get paralyzed. And it's like we can be so comfortable being uncomfortable because that fear of what's on the other side is so scary it's as latinas especially it's what will our family say what are other people going to say because that's been taught to us like we have to make sure that we look successful in front of other people and be careful mind our reputations and what other people think and say and feel about us so all of that other people's opinions um all the things that could happen or could not happen just keep us in this place where we never cross that other line yeah and fear is one of those things that it really is made up in some in many ways right because there's stories we tell ourselves mm -hmm. so you're okay being stuck because you said like you said you already know what your worst is right like you're already in it you're yeah. already comfortable in that but for some reason taking a leap into something new you make up all these stories in your head and they really take over in fear 
And the one thing that I've learned to get out of this is that I am not going to find clarity or what the next move is by sitting in my thoughts. Because those thoughts, specifically when you're feeling stuck or you're not clear on what you want, that's all your subconscious wants to do is protect you and make sure that you're okay. So it makes up all these stories to make you feel like it's okay if you don't take the next step. But what I have found is that action, that's where I find clarity. That's where I start to get unstuck because it's, I feel like I just have this visual where like, I'm literally, there's a, a, like a bunch of like, let's say weeds and bushes in front of me. And if I start to think of everything that's on the other side of that, there's a lion, there's this, I'm going to believe it. Right. Where if I start to like take branch by branch out of there, I start to see like, oh, wait, let me make a right. Let me make a left. Let me do this. Let me do this. And I start to find more clarity on that. And through that action on the other side, I feel less stress. I feel, I actually feel motivated. I don't feel like a failure. And, you know, so it's like a very interesting concept around fears because of, what they're really there for they're really there in the end to protect us it's just our subconscious doesn't really know how to it's funny you say that which is the voice that you tell yourself because when you're living in that fear of making the move the voices in your head are literally like you suck like look at you in this life forever and you're not going to do anything even though you've convinced yourself not to take that step and move forward the inner dialogue is very negative and I think it's Jack Canfield, but so many other people have said this, but everything that you want is on the other side of fear. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but you have permission to cross that line. You don't have to wait for your mom to tell you it's okay, for your spouse to tell you it's okay, for your boss to give you permission. But you have the power to cross that line into the unknown. And I think that that's what's scary because you don't know what's on the other side. But I can promise you that when you cross that line, you're going to feel so proud of yourself. Yeah. So proud of yourself. And it's that then that inner dialogue changes because you did something for yourself and you prove to yourself that you're capable. Yeah. You know, we are taught growing up, at least the way I grew up, is that you have to have the answers for everything. And so I do want to just share a little bit about what it means to start taking that action and getting unstuck. There is no, you're not going to get to a finish line and it's going to say, here's the new road you're going to live. Because then you're falling back into the same pattern that you have been before where you keep doing what others are telling you to do, right? I have found so much joy in the discovery phase, but I had to let go that there was this perfect answer I was looking for because that was driving me crazy. I'm mm -hmm. like, I want to know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because we're taught that. What do you want to be when you grow up? What are you going to do when you grow up? And you're taught that you have to have an answer. And so the journey is really where I have found joy. And, you know, I've been able to have like milestone um, goals that I set through that process. But now I, what I, the biggest finding for me through my journey has been that when you leave something, whether it's career or family or something, it's not a failure. It's just we all get to have multiple chapters, right? But career is the easiest one to talk to. You get to be three or four or five things. When you're done with one, you get to change your mind and you don't need permission for that. It's 
funny because that reminds me of the movie Eat, Pray, Love. It's like she found herself in this inauthentic life, scared to do the things that she wanted to do, and then she turned it on its head. And through that journey in which she felt lost and she was looking for this answer, in their journey, she found herself. And that's what we need to remember. Like sometimes literally, it's like Mel Robbins says, we have to do five, four, three, two, one, and go spring into a different action. Because fear, fear is hard, but I think that the biggest fear we should have in our lives is getting to the end of our life and thinking that we never took those leaps, we never took those chances. And that's why we always say that having a support group is so important because when you take that leap, you gotta make sure that your friends and family are gonna be there to support you in those things until you figure it out. And then you figure it out and then it's gonna be a new level of fears and a new level to overcome. But that's how we evolve as a person. And in each stage, we learn to trust ourselves even more and more. And I think Sabrina, that that's really what life's about. Taking those leaps, taking the journey, and then seeing what you're capable of every step of the way. Yeah, and I think, how do you get started, right? What does it mean? Do you even know if you're living like an inauthentic life? Do you know what that means? And I think that it's really getting to quiet yourself down and hearing specifically like what is nudging at you. Because you've ignored it for so long, it's so quiet. You can't hear it half the time. You just know you're feeling something and you can't even describe it. So how do you kind of work yourself through that? Well, here's the thing. I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and self-awareness is what you just said. You have to find moments to quiet yourself and check in, like, how am I feeling? So then you start to take an inventory of your life. So for me, what happened was that I, I never took time for myself to think it's, you just march forward as a wife, as a mom, as an employee or whatever it is that you're doing, doing all the things that you need to do in a day. So when I decided to go on a, on a personal growth journey, I started to journal and ask myself, well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this? And at the end of the day, if you find that you have more moments of frustration, of feeling let down, of feeling like maybe other people disappoint you, or if, you know, if other people could only do this, you would be better at this, then you'll, you'll start seeing that your locus of control, which is the, your capacity for, for control, your locus of the control is on the outside meaning that you're putting more stock into other people and situations than you are at what you yourself can control. So when you're able to stop blaming other people and situations for where you are, where you are and look at yourself and take full responsibility and own where you are and say, well, you know, I don't feel joy and it's because I'm letting other people's expectations weigh me down or I don't feel joy at work because I don't speak up to my boss about what I need. Or I don't feel joy because I don't make enough time for myself during the day or during the week. And then when you start taking that personal inventory for yourself and realize it's not other people, it's you that ultimately has to make the change, that's when you start to realize, okay, well, now I know what it is. Now I can start taking small steps. And for me, like that takes us into the third reason why you might feel stuck is movement. And I, you touched upon it earlier that sometimes fear 
can stay in our minds and in our hearts because we're not moving. We're just sitting there dwelling on all these negative possibilities and doubts and limiting beliefs instead of, you know, you know how much getting up and doing a workout does for your mindset when you don't feel like it? Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you, even as simple as that, right, you get up, you work out, and then afterwards you feel so good. But for some reason before it, like, let's say you're not, you're not afraid of working out, but fear is, is essentially the thoughts that kind of convince you and talk yourself out of things. Right. So the same thing happens, right? You're just like, Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't do that. Can't it's 30. It's let's say 15, 20 minutes. Literally. Like if you just flip that, like you said, and just go into it, even when you don't feel like it, it really starts to, um, we talked about this in our earlier podcast, you really start to vote for yourself. And then the more you start to cast on what internally what you need, the more you're going to start to find that it's a lot easier to make decisions that serve you than don't. And it's not only about the exercise. Yes, get up and move your body because it's science. It's You're going to release endorphins that are going to make you feel better. But also take other actions for the day. Wake up a little earlier and take time for yourself to check in with how you're feeling. Journal out your thoughts so that you can start to see patterns in the way that you're thinking and start giving yourself the evidence you need to reframe your mindset and work from there or do something new. Like let's say it's that you, you wish you had more time for yourself. Well, look up a, a class somewhere where you can go out and exercise or look for ways to connect with new people so that you're actually going out and doing something differently because staying stuck like that, wishing things isn't going to make anything happen until you move. Yeah. I think um, setting a morning routine and journaling has probably been the biggest shift I made. It started by waking up early. Um, that's how it started. And I know that many people that I talk to are like, well, I can't wake up that early. You know, it it's a slow process, especially like anything, right? When you're learning something, you don't learn to run right away. You got to learn how to crawl and walk. But just 15, 20 minutes earlier than your normal time will give you this peace and tranquility, right? Where you're not waking up to the clock and to everyone else's timeline, you're waking up on your timeline. And then being able to have um, your thoughts laid out in front of you, it really gives you this bird's eye view of your life. And you're like, wow, I didn't know I was feeling this. Or like you said, you start to see patterns and you're like, you're able to see what you really want and question it right so why do i want this or yeah this does keep coming up why does this keep coming up and it is through those questions and self-discovery that you start to see okay this is why i'm getting frustrated this is where i need support i i talk a lot about getting the support that you need from multiple places because i was taught you can only get it from one maybe two places which is like if you're married your husband and you know, your immediate family, right? Like your mom, your dad, your your siblings, right? But what I've learned is that the, the level of support I need is so dynamic. And a lot of it actually can't be met by that immediate circle because they've never gone through what I've gone through. And there's power in being around like-minded people. Absolutely. And I think it takes so much pressure off the closest relationships in our lives, especially with our spouse, 
to know that you can get your needs met from other places that it's just not in that person. And that's just a good relationship tip. <laughs> yeah. You know, and at first it feels like, uh, you know, like, oh, am I, it's just, it's a weird dynamic because they're like, no, this person's supposed to meet my needs, but that's just virtually impossible, right? No, it is, it is virtually impossible. Esther Perel does a lot of work around that. So if you guys want, look up Esther Perel. She's been on so many podcasts, like on the Lewis Howe show, on the Tony Robbins podcast. But basically what she's saying is that it's impossible for one person to meet all of our needs. And this goes back to being stuck because maybe you're just placing unrealistic expectations on the people around you. And I talked earlier about the locus of control, how much emphasis you put on what you can control versus what other people can control. And if you're looking for other people to make you feel special, to give you attention, to give you love, you have to stop and ask yourself why you're putting other people on that kind of pedestal and how can you give that to yourself? Because at the end of the day, the only one who can really affirm you is you. No one else can do that work for you. Right. I think um, that's the part that we're not taught growing up, that there's so much inside of us. And we start to really just kind of rely on that, which is why as we get older, what ends up happening is we start to really just get on this um almost like this yeah i guess that's the what is that the the wheel that the hamster around and we're just going and going and going but what we're not asking ourselves because we stopped doing that so long ago like you said you brought something up like when was the last time you tried something new you know i i read this I was actually, you know, I was listening to a podcast where somebody talked about, you know, I got to a point where I didn't even know my favorite color anymore. Right. Mm. Um, and that's such an interesting thing because like, if you're not trying new things, somehow we are taught that like, once you hit, like, I don't know, somewhere in your mid twenties, like you don't try new things, you don't learn new things. And it's just like an interesting dynamic. Okay. So you, you just touched upon, the next reason why you might be feeling stuck in your life is that you're not letting yourself experience anything new or you're not setting any new goals. Again, what you guys should know listening to this podcast is that happiness is the growth we feel in pursuit of our goals. So we're taught so wrongly that it's the goal itself that's going to make us happy. That's why we're taught to get the checklist, right? graduate college, get married, get the house, have the kids. Like those things are supposed to make us happy. But the reason they don't is because we put all of our expectations and our validation on those things themselves. When it's, right. when we're growing, the way in which we are stretched, the confidence that we build, that's what makes us successful. That's what brings us happiness. Because when you, everybody, every single person, Everybody that you admire, whether you think so or not, feels fear. What differentiates people that are successful from those that are not is that they feel the fear, they take action anyway, and they keep going until you figure it out. It's kind of like driving a car. When you first get into that car and when you're taking the driver's ed classes, you're scared. You're scared of the cars around you. You're scared of signaling, of making a turn, of parallel parking. I know I was terrified of it. And now we drive home kind of on autopilot when we don't even know how we got home. We made it through 
all this traffic and all these exits and somehow we're in our house and we don't know when that happened. And it becomes second nature to us. So the goal in life is to always be growing enough so that you're trying things and you get to that point of confidence. Yep. And I think, like you said, there are milestones, right? So let's say you do everything. Let's say you do go to school, you get married and you have kids. I mean, not even halfway through your life, you're pretty much done with your checklist, but what comes after that, right? And you can't put all of your, um, you can't put all, let's say, let's just take, um, you know, checking off the list of family. So all the, the moments of joy can't be in like two or three moments of the length of that relationship, right? They have to be longer, they have to sustain and they have to be able to grow. And, you know, it's really interesting how a lot of the times people will say, even in friendships, like, oh, like we used to have fun, we used to do this. But if you think about it, as we were younger, we used to plan a lot of things. And somehow somewhere along the way, we stopped doing that. But we've also don't even include ourselves in our own plans. And so for me, that's like a big part. Like I have one or two days of the month where I really try to make sure that I can set time, not only to spend time with myself, but with my thoughts and what are my goals, whether they're short term, long term, or, you know, sometimes they don't even have to be, I think, um, I don't, I, I can share a little bit about this. I actually screenshotted 10 things that I want to do to Audrey. But one of on there is a silly one. And I say silly, maybe I shouldn't say silly, right? Because then I'm not validating it. It's not mm -hmm. silly. I picture myself like being a bomb ass baker. I don't bake. <laughs> but if I tell it to someone now that knows me, then be like, really? Like you've never baked in your life. Not before, five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that's true. I've never baked. Now I'm like, when someone tells me that, because some of my goals are pretty out there, and even the people closest to you, I mean, my husband sometimes be like, really? Like, I've never heard you say that. I will literally now say, and I'm saying it now. It's, it's the craziest thing, Sabrina. I think that the key to happiness and the key to growth is getting uncomfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting comfortable with the possibility of failure, and just getting comfortable with always putting yourself out there. Because it's like a muscle that you develop, right? Yeah. But we're, we get more uncomfortable with the reaction, right? Like I said, five years ago, that would have thrown me off. That, he didn't say this about this, but just other things, right, that I say. And, or, or close friends, they're like, but you're not that type. But now, before, you know, that's, that's the first step where you come into that altercation or, or that conversation where you care what other people think. Now, it's not that I don't care what they think, it's that they don't realize that they don't get to decide what type of person I am. They don't get to decide what I like to do. I get to change whatever I wanna change about myself. Exactly. And as they see it progressing, guess what? They're gonna be like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I never thought you could do that, but look at you now, you know? And yeah. it's really interesting how those little things we take as not being, people not being supportive of our dreams, but that's not true. It's that the only person who can see the vision is you. It's not their job to see your vision. You know, as long as someone's not being toxic and being like, oh, you're, you know, th that happens sometimes. But in my case, a lot of the times it's mostly just like, they don't understand where I'm going. And now I don't take offense to them. Like they're not supposed to, right? Also, it's not their job. You're like this right now because you've been putting in the work. 
So if you hadn't been putting in right. the work, you wouldn't be expanding yourself the way but that you are. Is, this is the outcome of the work, right? Yes. I get, I have very little triggers at this point. Um, so there's very little that someone can say that's gonna derail me mm -hmm. because I know that one, most of the people that I talk to, some, most of them, some of them are on a personal growth journey and some of them are not, but you know, it's, you don't have to be. Um, but there's no way that they can see the way that I'm structuring my mind, my goals and my vision, mm. right? And I can't, so that's why those things don't trigger me anymore. And then the, this is the other piece of what comes out of having a personal growth. It's not just about like, oh, what's gonna be the name, I'm gonna like crush business and I'm gonna be successful. It's just that you, like you said, you get to expand into whatever you wanna do, right? Why do I wanna be a baker? It's really interesting. It's not that I wanna be a baker. I don't, I don't think I'll ever have a bakery. I literally just want my kids to be like, yo, my mom's like, bakes like the best desserts, mm. you know? I just, I love desserts. I like to eat them. And so, I would love to just do that for them. That's all. It's a simple thing, right? It's not even anything crazy. As for me, like I want to take a pole dancing class. I'll go with you because I want to. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right before I was pregnant with Zane, I went and I took like this twerking class. Why? Because this is so out of my comfort zone. And there's this Seth quote and quote that I live by. It's if it scares you, it might be a good thing to try. And I went to that class super scared, but I loved it. I had so much fun and I'll do anything to get more into my feminine energy. Yeah. So I want to take the pole dancing class. So if anybody out there knows a place where we can go during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's, what's interesting about that. That's something else. I haven't written it out, but as a little girl, I always wanted to go to dance class. And I went to one dance class, but the teacher basically was like, she can't focus, so I don't think she can do this. And they never took me back, right? Um, and I couldn't focus because I was so intrigued by everything going on around me, right? I remember, like, I, I think I must have been like four or five, but I was intrigued by everything around me and I had never been in that setting. So yeah, I was looking around a lot, uh, but again, people kind of dictating like what you can and can't do. And then, right. you know, whatever. So I still kind of always wanted to do that. And I, I didn't, uh, that's why I said, I'll go with you with the pole dancing class, but I've always wanted to do like a hip hop choreography class. Cause I will say now, like whatever, like I, I go to club. I mean, I used to go to clubs and, and dance, but like, I wanted like dance dance. Like, on the, like, <laughs> you want to be JLo on the dance floor. Yeah. Like I want to like, <laughs> I think we all have that fantasy. Choreography. I think we all have that fantasy. I don't know if you notice now, like I see people on TikTok and Reels. I'm like, did everyone take dance classes and I missed it? Like, <laughs> right. I think ultimately, Sabrina, what it comes down to at the end of the day is that give yourself permission to be expansive. Give yourself permission to come out of the mold. I'll, I'll share something. One of the thoughts that I had growing up, one of the stories I told myself, this identity that I created was that I am a good girl and I have to do the things that good girls do. 
And part of that that comes with that is that a lot of people know that I'm, I'm very religious. So it's like that even puts me further into a category, like probably people listening to me right now, listening to me wanting to take pole dancing classes and knowing that I'm religious are probably like, oh, what did she just say? But here's the thing. You owe it to yourself to evolve as a person. Nobody can tell you what you should or shouldn't do with your life, how you should or shouldn't feel. And you have full permission to explore your limits. I heard this quote once. Um, I think the guy's name was DeWitt Jones, and he's this national geographic photographer. He spoke to us at a leadership concert, a leadership uh, retreat. And he said to us, it is not trespassing to go beyond your own limits. And that is so powerful because we all as women, as Latina women, especially, we have these, these borders that have been given to us by other people. And then we take them on. And then when we want to expand in that natural curiosity within us, when we want to expand and, and go beyond it, we feel shamed, we feel guilt, but give yourself permission to go beyond. There's something in you that needs to be there. And that's why you feel it. Yep. And you know, what's interesting again, this is part of the journey. This is the, this is the other side, you know, and this means that you don't feel the weight of the world on you because you can see more clearly on how you want to move about, you know, your life and what the things that surround you and the people who surround you. But also it's really interesting. Again, this isn't, you know, I hope that if you're listening, that you're not taking this as like, oh, I just got to go and do whatever I want. And this is permission. No, it's that when you go through the growth journey, when you really start to develop your confidence, when you start to gain clarity, when you start to really set boundaries and habits that serve you, all those things become easier to do without all the conflict, right? Because you could just go out there and say like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. I don't care what anyone thinks, blah, blah, blah. So again, it's not about care. I care what people think. It just doesn't affect me. And it doesn't trigger me. Of course, I care what my mom thinks of my dad. This idea that we shouldn't care what anyone thinks is ridiculous. What I have gotten to the point is that I can hear what they want to say. And I can decide whether to take it or not. And I internalize it very differently than I may have a couple of years ago, right? And, and that's bit, really the biggest difference to be able to really get to a place where things feel in flow for you, right? Mm -hmm. Where you feel that these decisions that you're making are actually not that hard anymore, where you're able to identify the stories you're telling yourself, right? For me, a story I used to tell myself is like, oh, I'm, you know, I can't do that because that's I'm, I'm older I'm serious for me it's I'm a serious person right like mm. I'm a serious I, I get taken seriously so if I'm taken seriously I can't do this right mm. um and so for some reason between like 25 and 30 I really own that story and I don't know if it's because I thought I was grown or what you know but all of a sudden all the fun that I used to have I was like oh well that's that's a thing of the past mm -hmm. and that's not true right because I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And there's these stories that we just make up, right? And it's, again, there are stories that are there because we've all been put on these paths and we are all 
an outcome of our surroundings for good or worse. Right. And, you know, for me, the, where I got the serious thing was like growing up, you know, Oh, you know, basically like once you're a young lady, you got to act a certain way. You got to do certain things. You got to talk a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it serves me, right? I do get taken seriously. So that's good. But now I get to decide how I want to live into that or not. And when. Well, yeah, that's the same thing as my good girl story. Where it's like good girls behave well, they're nice, they are polite, they're obedient daughters, good mothers, good wives. But then that good girl wouldn't really have fun at a twerking class, right? (laughs) With her friends. So I think bottom line is give yourself permission to evolve. And if the story isn't serving you anymore, because it's like you said, the stories we create serve to protect us and give us love and validation sometimes. But there comes a point where those that same story starts to stifle us and stifle our growth. So yeah. you do have to give yourself permission to evolve. Yes. So as you kind of head into your weekend and you start to plan for, you know, the spring and the summer, think of some things that will that you've really been wanting to do. And if you have been feeling stuck, I recommend you just writing anything that comes to your mind, whether it's, I can't stand this, I can't stand that, I don't like, just write it all out, get it all out of you. And remember, you should pick a journal that you feel one, and a time to journal where you feel comfortable, because there are personal thoughts, there are things I have written that have helped me, but I would never share them with anyone because they they potentially could hurt people, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because I felt a certain way, And I'm just trying to really dissect it, right? Of like, why is this happening? How how does this reflect on me? What do I want? Especially when I was like really starting this. So once you see it all there, you're like, okay. And then you can ask yourself, how can I change this? What if this looked completely different? What would it look like? You know what else I think helps? So there's the shadow work, which is the parts of us that we kind of suppress because we feel guilty about them. So something that's worked for me is that sometimes I see other people doing things. I'm like, oh, well, she really shouldn't be doing that. And that judgment from me is my shadow telling me that I want to do that. Yeah. I recently listened to a podcast. um, And what she talked about was that basically when you see, when someone like annoys you or someone's bothering you, Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, if you had everything that you wanted, everything, right? Mind, body, soul, everything, financial, would that person still annoy you? Probably mm-hmm. not. You probably wouldn't even notice them, mm-hmm. right? So like you said, it's a it's the shadow work, which yeah. is very interesting. So if you observe somebody in your life, someone that you're looking at, and they're like, oh, look, she's doing this, she's doing that. Maybe that's a clue that it's something that you want to be pursuing too. And you might feel unstuck if you pursued that. Yeah. Which that'll be another podcast, but we can talk about how <laughs> well, Cause I just want to say like, just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean you don't get to do it. There is an abundance of opportunities that are allotted for you. There's not like a limit and having an abundant mindset means that you feel 
that you too deserve to do what you want to do, even if somebody else is doing it. Amen. Always room for more. So thank you all. Um, I hope this was helpful and that you realize that part of getting on a personal growth journey is yes, having better habits, a better mindset, and that leads to success, but it also leads to joy. And if you, if it wasn't for that joy, this work wouldn't be as fun. And the joy is really what drives me. And we want to hear from you. So if there's something that resonated with you from this episode today, if there's something that like a light bulb went off and there's something you want to try, a new habit you want to create, tag us. And you can follow us on Instagram at the.dreamlab. Tag us, let us know what those things are and share this podcast with a friend. Yes. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you are interested in learning more about us, you can go to thedreamlab.info. I'm Sabrina Castillo and Audrey is our co-founder. We are going to be working on some really exciting stuff. So we really want to hear from you. Like Audrey said, we want to be able to hear from you on what's resonating for you. We are evolving as women, as mothers, as entrepreneurs, and the Dream Lab is going to be taking some big shifts. But we want to make sure that you go through that journey with us. So if something did resonate with us, please make sure to tag us, write to us, DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, and that said, ladies, happy Friday.